It's that time again. Time for your more than jibber jabber podcast. Let's go! With your hosts, JJ. What's up, man? Christine. Go, girl. JD and Shama. Hi, fellas. Spreading knowledge to help overcome the fears of our time. Yeah, these guys really know what they're talking about, so listen, y'all. It's time to start the podcast. Imagine the seatbelts, folks. You're listening to More Than Jibber Jabber. All right, welcome to this week's episode. It's a very special episode. This is episode 76 on this 4th of July weekend. So here we go with independence discussion. Uh, before we get into it, uh, you know, I have all the usual stuff that we usually talk about. If you have not heard me talk about all the stuff that I start off in the show, and this is your first time joining us, uh, please, uh, this is more than Jibber Jabber podcast. Uh, I am JJ here along with my sister, uh, Christine, who hi. says hi, <laughs> and then our uh, partner in this endeavor, JD, uh, who's with us every week. Hey, hey. And if this is, like I said, if this is your first time hearing this, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode, um, but uh, we're going to get into it. Really? And if you want to find out all the rest of the past episodes, you can go to our website, morethanjibberjabber.xyz, and you can get all the links and showtime and be available for the live call if you can't make the live call uh you can always drop in the hashtag show question into the natural law wisdom group and we will do our best to uh, get that question answered on the podcast uh or comment if you have it uh you can find that group on telegram uh and with that we're going to kind of jump right into things i am going to start us off with a uh, video from the website that we have up so let me pull this up for all of our viewers that watch this and then I got to do the screen share for the Jitsi room because I'm ill-prepared or not really it's just so here we go and the constitution after all only prevents state discrimination the vast majority of our civil rights laws they're still called civil rights laws but they they pertain to private discrimination none of those is required by the constitution the bill of rights applies only against the states and the federal government it doesn't apply to individuals Who were we the people in 1787? You would not be among we the people. 
So we, the people, notice these two are capitalized. So we've already established up here with the Rocky Mountains that that's a proper noun in a very specific people. We, the people of what? The United States. We already established up here that the United States is in Congress assembled, right? That's the delegates, meaning congressmen. And there you have it. Uh, so that's that's kind of where we're going to be uh, tracking to tonight. Um, we've asked folks in the Natural Law Wisdom Group this week to uh, go and uh, re-listen to some of the interviews with the informer uh, that we have on the More Than Jibber Jabber channel and, you know, uh, talk about some interesting points that is brought up in those discussions. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people are celebrating uh, you know, the independence of America this week. Um, you know, and, and they confuse you know, America with the United States. As pointed out in that video, the United States is a very specific um, group. It's Congress assembled. It's not who most people think. Uh, we pointed out on this show before where um, the current president of that entity, uh, Joe Biden, came out and said that, you know, it's time for people, for everyone to remember who the people are and the people are the government. A lot of people got very upset by that statement. Um, but he is very correct. And he was telling that the, the truth. Uh, so JD, um, you want to, uh, Go into this more, sis. Do you have something you want to start off with? I'm exhausted. You're exhausted? Yeah. <laughs> I can't we, stop yawning, so people just need to ignore me. All that hay made you <laughs> ready to hit the hay? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, JD, uh, you yep. know, I know right. well, got you got a couple of clips well. pulled up, and uh, but, you know... Where, where do you want to go with this big independence question? I mean, you know, it's the unseen truth well, is what we, you know, independence with a big question mark, the unseen tr truth. That's what we titled this week's episode. Um, so where, where do you want to dive off into this? Because there's a lot of ground. Well, we can go to the, let's, I'd say, I'd say let's go to the Declaration of Independence. Okay. Right. So and then the, then look then let's look at the opening of that. Let's okay, Declaration of India. Can you do a screen share? If, yeah. If you're pulling it up, do a screen share for the folks that are watching. Sure. Um Let's see here. Yeah. So, Where's people? Yeah. Well, I mean, the okay. people aren't really. All right. So, 
in the in the Declaration yeah. of Independence, are they? I mean, they're not really mentioned other than well, no. Yes, no. It is. It is. That's why I'm I'm doing that because we're talking about the specific um, pronoun, the right. specific um, Congress, Congress assembled in Congress assembled. Okay, the United States in Congress assembled. Right. Okay. Um, so this is the Declaration of the Thirteen United States. Okay, and how do I get to the screen screen share? It's right there. The uh, more bottom. more actions. Uh, no, no, it's settings. Over, no, no, it's over beside the chat window thing. In between the camera icon and uh, the chat window icon. Yeah, just you can send me no. the link in uh, in Telegram, and I'll I'll post it. Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Oh, you figured it out. I'm proud of it. Okay. And just share the uh, the the tab. So, can you see it? Uh, I got something coming through. Yep, there we go. You should be able to see it. Yep, I do. All right. So we're looking at uh, the link is archives.gov slash founding dash docs slash declaration dot transcript. And it's actually got the right capitalizations here. So, so if you search for the word people, you see that there's two mentions. Okay, the first mention is a general people. It becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. Okay, so <clears throat> they're talking about the general people there. And then as you go on, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Uh, actually, so gotta, if, actually, if you well, look, it says it becomes <clears throat> necessary for one people. So uh, when it's using that, people uh, let me pull it up let me pull up people in uh webster's because there's a mm. very specific point that i want to make here uh about the people um mm. in that sense because they're saying one people so um mm -hmm. uh, people is defined uh, as the as an assembly or something the body of persons mm -hmm. who compose a community, town, city, or nation. Uh, the uh, the second is uh, the vulgar, the mass of illiterate persons. And then three is a commonality uh, as distinct from men of rank. And uh, it goes on persons of a particular class. And that's the one that I, I really want to point out. So that's the one people. They're speaking about a particular class of persons in that. So even in that, by them putting one people in there, they're still talking about a very specific group of persons. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Well, as we read further into the preamble, 
there um, you see that that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and um, and it's a very you see you know various words here it's capitalized yeah they're capitalized I mean prior to that men and form and government um, are also life liberty um, happiness okay a happiness is capitalized life and liberty is capitalized unalienable rights are capitalized so you know they're they're specifying um, the way that they're um, the way that they're expressing it in the document is is specific to the way that they're defining it you know, um, which will be, um, expressed in the documents, in the documents thereafter, right? At the, in the documents that proceed or that follow the declaration. Okay. In the documents that come after this one later, they will eventually, you know, you'll be able to unfold exactly what they mean by those capitalization so so there's the right of people of the people so that's the people um you know if they wish okay if congress assembles wishes to abolish it and institute a new form of government they can do that because this is this is their right it's obviously like it's it's like if we create a private club between ourselves we can establish it the way we wish and then if we don't wish to continue it that way we can change it Right, and they even right. acknowledge that. And obviously, as they, and I, mm-hmm. I just want to point out, they they even acknowledge that in the in the sentence prior to that, um, it says governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. In other words, if you don't consent to be governed by that government that's instituted among those men then it holds no authority over you because you didn't grant it that authority to begin with. And it's, it's a government. Right. And they recognize that. What's that? There's, they're actually, I mean, they're putting it, they recognize it obviously because they're putting it in the friggin' first document that they wrote. Right. Well, I mean, they had prior, they have prior documents than this, but, um, that's a good point, John. Yeah. Yeah. The consent of the governed. So if you're if you're the one who's consenting to be governed by this government, like you're not, you're just you're just the governed. You're not one of the people. Exactly. Any more than any more than the limitations of what the citizenry is allowed to to do. But you, we got to always remember that you know they put um confines in for their for the the proper operation of government to continue they put confines in such as like the necessary and proper clause which means that you know okay well if the citizen acts unruly then we you know we are still legally able to um you know um pressure the citizen to you know follow the rules because it's what we need to do for the Okay, we as in you know their their eyes, uh, in order to continue the proper functioning of their government. Right. So, just because somebody consents to be governed by this government doesn't mean that they become one of the people. 
the people as Congress assembled them and their, you know, them themselves and their posterity. Exactly. And, and, and that, uh, there's that actually I, I plenty wanna, of stuff in. I want to bring up something else where Good. where even they acknowledge that. Um, if you'll bear with me, while I get it pulled up here, um, it, it's a case that you know we've used to point this out before, and it's the uh, Cruden Neal case. Um, give me one second, because there we go. There it is. So it. I'm going to read this part again uh, because this ties back to the Declaration of Independence, this particular case, because um, the the gentleman, uh, I believe it was Cruden, who had uh, refused to go along with the uh, new form of government. Um, and they were trying to tax him and a couple other things so it, this case is very important when you go and read the whole thing and it's out of uh, a 1796 uh, case it's 2 nc uh, 38 um, and then it's uh, the nc super uh, 1796 uh, cruden neil cruden v neil um when a change of government takes place from a monarchical to a republican uh, government the old form of government is dissolved those who lived under it and did not choose to become members of the new had a right to refuse their allegiance to it and to retire elsewhere by being a part of the society subject to the old government they had not entered into any engagement to become subject to any new form the majority may, might think proper to adopt. The majority shall prevail, uh, that the majority shall prevail is a rule posterior to the formation of government and results from it. It is not a rule binding upon mankind in their natural state. There. Every man is independent of all laws except those prescribed by nature. He is not bound by any institutions formed by his fellowmen without his consent. And that, I mean, that's, that's right after, you know, I mean, within... 20-year period of the formation of the new you know system the new membership club that was set in place so you know it, it's there you go again it's still you have to consent into it to for it to have authority over you and even they acknowledge this So I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Jim, yeah, you have to consent. It, it, it's no, it's fine. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, mm -hmm. once you consent in, then you're, you know, you're under the authority of the system. 
right? It's not like, oh, I'm going to consent, but I want to, but I want to be one of the people who's who's in control of it. Okay, that's a myth, mm-hmm. and it's obvious though that <clears throat> that was a that was the myth from the beginning. It's not like, oh, we used to be in control of it over it, and because we didn't do our jobs properly by keeping officials in check, then it went awry and we lost control, and now they're controlling us, and we're supposed to be the bosses, and they're supposed to be the servants because we're the people. Like that whole line of thinking is is all contorted and twisted because people don't understand the original framework and the, and the words that are being used in the documents and, right. and the things that they don't know about. Like when I learned about, you know, the, the, the members being bar attorneys and they're still subservient to the crown corporation and the crown bankers and the crown legal system from the old world. And they're over here conducting the, you know, business right? The plantations, they were, that, that word was in reference to not, not farms, but businesses. The, were the plantations were king, the, the king's business. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's one of the reasons so, we ask people to go back and, and listen to the informer videos this week, because the, the informer in those interviews, uh, he exposes a lot and, and, and <clears throat> you know through his research and <laughs> i dare anybody to go and do the same research <clears throat> that he spent 25 years conducting and and prove him wrong well let's play a little clip of it john yeah go i got ahead. i got part three here i got uh at three minutes in on part three i'm just gonna play a little bit we can just stop it whenever you want me to stop anybody that wants to jump in let me know yeah go ahead still on the crown and i had wrote wrote this up so i could um, disperse it on the show and uh the crown is actually what controls the country and in the crown they have now the crown is not the king to be uh quite frank on that so that the people don't think when i say the crown they're talking about the king or queen of england what is the crown the crown is the uh group of men that uh, set together and became the exchequer of the king. In other words, the bankers, uh, the money lenders, and so on and so forth. And uh, they have total control. And part of the money lenders and the, and the crown today is the Federal Reserve in this country. And uh, just about any of the banks of, of any country the star is under the control of the crown because the crown is the banks or are the banks. So uh, <clears throat> with that, what I have to do is start out that uh, the bank, the crown, they got to have lawyers and uh, or legal people, so on and so forth. And that's what they have now. Uh, they're called the temple. So the crown has a temple just like uh, the uh, judiciary system in this country, there's lawyers, and uh, there's different types of lawyers. So in this one, <clears throat> all the legalistic scams are promoted by the exclusive monopoly of the Temple Bar, and the Bar Association franchises come from the four ends or temples of the court from the Crown. They're the Inner Temple, the Middle Temple, Lincoln's Inn, and Gray's Inn. 
these ends or temples are exclusive to private country clubs. They're secret societies, actually, there, in the world of commerce. They're established uh, and founded. Yeah. So uh, something that I, I would like for people to go and look, um, go to, uh, and this mainly applies for Americans, um, go in and and look for your state's inner court, outer court, and middle court locations. And you can verify what this man just, just exposed. And all of these, all of these courts exist, and they are entwined in that judiciary system uh, that we know as uh, American jurisprudence. So, go ahead, continue, JD. Early in twelve hundreds, I think. The Queen of England are current members of both the Inner and the Middle Temple. Gray's Inn specializes in taxation, legalities by rule and code. What happened? Uh, rule and code. I think my, my, my phone crashed. Hold on. Uh oh. So the uh, it makes a very another very good point there. You know it that they are. It's it's all the litigation that they 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 put together, right? I mean, it, it's that's what their rule of law is. It's it's litigation, um, and that's what their all right, here we go, Joe. Their codes are right. It's all codified. Go ahead. Third Earl of Lincoln, around thirteen hundred. If you read Charles Warren's book. The history of the American bar, you will see that he goes back to the year 1355 when bar associations became known throughout the world. That's when they finally sunk their teeth and became an entity. Now, just like all the U.S. based franchise bar associations, none of the four ends of the temple are incorporated. And for a definite reason, you can't make a claim against a non entity and a non-being. They're private societies without characters or charters, no statutes. And all their constitutions are based solely on custom and self-regulation. In other words, they exist as secret societies without a public front door, unless you're called a private, called to that. Now, what I did, and all your people can get this, you can find out about the, the middle and inner temples and so on, by writing to, I'll find it right here, uh, writing to the American Inns of Court Foundation, 127 South Payton Street, Suite 201, Alexandria, Virginia, 22314. And in the caption page, it says the American Inns of Court Foundation is a central information source for all American Inns of Court. The Foundation Office urges you to take advantage of the member services and benefits available to your American Inn and its members. Furthermore, if you should have any questions or require more information on any aspect of American Inns of Court, please contact the Foundation Office, which I just gave you the address. 
Uh, I got this from uh, Everett Gaskins and Hancock and Stevens from Raleigh, North Carolina, and they uh, faxed me a copy um, for when I requested everything in there about the uh, ends of court in North Carolina. So they gave me that, and then um, I went to the Secretary of State's office and uh, in 1998, and they gave me um, the American Ends of Court Foundation in Durham, North Carolina, and it says contributions are deductible, and it has a classification as an educational self-organization. No assets, no income amount, and the filing requirements of the Form 990 gross receipts do not exceed $25,000. A group affiliation has supported it with a group ruling. That's all that is on the Secretary of State's office concerning. Breaking up there a little bit, JD. JD. As an educational, a bit yeah, there, JD. maybe it's maybe it's choking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, listen, it, it's, it's yeah. So he's just going a little bit into the ends of court, yeah. right? And you know, I mean, that's that's something very important for people to realize that you know, um, this this Crown Temple that he's talking about um, had its own uh, attorneys, right? They they and. The signers and the, the the attorneys that uh, negotiated the Treaty of Paris, which you know supposedly end ended the the Revolutionary War, the peace treaty, yep. right? Um, yep, it was it was invalid because there was not two sides to that. It was only one side because it was attorneys from the same organization that signed the document. So how can one organization, one entity, sign a treaty with itself? It can't. Yeah, as as a matter of fact, John, I'm going to go right to that part there where he's talking about that, if you don't mind. Go right I'm going to skip this part where he's talking about the ends of court. That's really interesting stuff. I'm actually going to uh, write write to them and just see what they send back. Yeah. George the third agreed to in the Treaty of Paris. Quote, between the crown of Great Britain and said United States. Well, wait a minute. The crown of Great Britain is the same as the crown of the United States. So there's the agreement right there that is totally a total fraud. So um, most important is the actual signatories of the Treaty of Paris. Like I said, they were all esquires. So um, this legally signifies officers of the king's court, which are now known as Templar courts or crown courts. So this is the same crown Templar title given to Alexander Hamilton. So the David Hartley, he was a middle Templar of the king's court representing the United States. John Adams. Ben Franklin and John Jay. They were all the signatories for the United States and were also middle templars of the Crown's Court through the Bar Association. Plainly written in history proves again the Crown Temple was representing both parties to the agreement. Perfect and elaborate game, huh? 
how are the American people ever going to know this? They don't. They, they, they don't go into research like we do and find out. They have no idea this is sitting in the background controlling them. Now, now you, you mentioned Patrick Henry's uh, opposition to such. Right. Was there, was there a sizable number of people involved in government that day? Oh yeah, yeah. There was. Uh, uh, if you if you get stories of anti-federalist, it's called the Anti-Federalist, and it's edited by Herbert Storing, and it's a really good book. Like it's a complete anti-federalist book, and um, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Maryland, Virginia, and New York are all represented in here. It also gives the speeches of Patrick Henry in the Virginia State Ratifying Convention, that's 1788. And um, they have, uh, oh, numerous. Agrippa is one of them from Massachusetts. Uh, they wrote. Uh, another one was uh, the minority of the convention. They all called themselves different names at the time. Then there's the essays. Uh, there is uh, the Pennsylvania, and what happened is in one of the Pennsylvanians, and, and also the letters called the Federal Farmer. Um, there was um, a big hullabaloo because they said uh, Pennsylvania couldn't get down to the convention, and they already passed everything without them being there. So um, in the Pennsylvania called the Minority Convention, it says, I'm quoting right out of Storing's, the Congress might gloss over this conduct by construing every purpose for which the state legislatures now lay taxes to be for the general welfare and therefore as of their jurisdiction. And the supremacy laws of the United States is established by Article 6. And it goes on and talks about it and says, as there are no articles of taxation reserved to the state governments, Congress may monopolize every source of revenue and thus indirectly demolish the state governments. Well, they've done that now. For without funds, they could not exist. The taxes, duties, and excises imposed by Congress may be so high as to render it impractical to levy further sums on the same articles. But whether this should be the case or not, if the state governments should presume to impose taxes, duties on the same articles with Congress, the latter may abrogate and repeal the laws whereby they are imposed upon the allegation. Now, this is, those people knew at the time, and they were coming in and saying all this happy stuff was going to happen, and it was not right. But the average American there, people, just like the average American people today, they could care less. They weren't involved. They, they didn't want to get involved. They just wanted to make their life and go on and get what they could and have all their worldly possessions that they had, you know, they weren't worried about how government men who was taking over uh, <clears throat> and, and ruling their lives, you know, to infinity. I'm glad you let that play out. That, that's, that was a good point he was making. Um, but I want to, I want to tie this back into what we, you know, normally point out on this, on this podcast. Um, you know, it, it, that's, that's a very specific jurisdiction, you know, uh, and he brought up jurisdiction in that, in, in what he was talking about. 
and as you can see in that Cruden versus Neil case, you know, it, it, again, you know, the only way to become to to have that uh, institution have any type of authority over the individual, man or woman, is to consent into it to be part of that club, to be governed by it. Um, you know, and, and we also have the 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 Dallas case. You know, the but both the Cruden case and the and the Dallas case. Um, what JD? Correct me if I'm wrong. Was Mitchell versus Dallas? Okay, I guess I'm not wrong. Um, yeah. So Dallas versus Mitchell. Uh... Yeah. What about it? I was just queuing up uh, the next thing I was going to show. Well, that so and it, the Dallas case also is another one of those cases where they, you know, they admit that you know rights are waived and set aside. Um, yes. Through consent. Yes. To be a part of the citizenry. Uh, you know. So. Yes. And and when when you accept that jurisdiction, when you it, it grant <coughs> that authority over. That you know, your individual life, then you know you're 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 waiving your rights, and you're accepting uh, privileges and immunities, uh, duties and obligations. So you know, right? And, because if you were if you were part of a political body without your consent, just by way of like, oh, well, you're standing here and. and we have control over this whole area and you can't remove consent like that's that would be slavery and that's that's not only illegal but it's unlawful but it's specifically illegal in the in the 13th amendment involuntary servitude slavery and involuntary servitude is is illegal so obviously they recognize that you can remove consent they have to they have to because that's an obvious maximum law, like, you know, no, all men are created equal. I mean, they recognize it right in the opening of the de their Declaration of Independence. Yeah, exactly. So, again, we want to stress that once you step into that jurisdiction, you know, it, it's, it's their rule book. You know, it, it's... <laughs> there's no way around yeah. it. it's their rules so the, they get to decide you know how their their citizen is going to do what they say period it's it's their terms it's their you know they're they're defining those specific terms and i hope jd that that's the next one that you're getting ready to queue up is uh where he talks about uh woe to you uh woe unto you attorneys and lawyers is that the one you have queued up uh i got i got something here queued up for the uh bill of rights okay so go ahead let me just let me just uh, they had uh, the power, and they actually owned land in Europe. 
Great Britain, France. Well, could you comment then, though, on the Bill of Rights? I mean, I think that is exceptional. How does that fit in with the whole idea? Okay, the Bill of Rights, all right, the Bill of Rights was strictly for the United States, was strictly for those people and not the common inhabitants of the, there was 207 inhabitants in the area called the United States or Washington, D.C., what it is now. In other words, if you go and read the John Barron case, <coughs> you will see that the Chief Justice comes right out and says that the Bill of Rights was not made for the people of the states because they, those states had their own Bill of Rights and it was only for the United States. And uh, that's all the way up to the present year 2000 when I studied it and I found a book on constitutional law that goes through every case that was brought up which was never been overturned, the John Barron case. Well, when, you, when you say it's only for the United States, are you are you defining the United States as you did before? Washington, D.C. That's it. Okay. The United States is actually Congress assembled. Okay, so, so in other words, they, they granted themselves yes. these rights. They granted you. themselves that, that Bill of Rights, not the average common man on the street. And so they just indemnified them against certain kind of, uh, I guess, uh, 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 dictatorial powers and such, but the, but the rest of the people, uh, as you and I are, uh, right. we swung in the wind. Yeah, yeah, that's all. They yeah. still do to this day. Uh huh. Still are. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I would I would comment on that right there and just say that I mean we have those rights already. So I mean to try to 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 try to use that as the as our foundation puts us in a box of their control. It's like we already have that outside of their their box. Why should we step in there? Right. You know. Uh, they say uh, don't bring in the constitutional rights. Oh, uh, when you bring in, see what they did, how they bought in the Bill of Rights into the states is under the Due Process Clause of the Fourteenth Amendment. That's how they started to bring it in. And uh, the case, the book, <clears throat> probably have to go to the library and get it. It is. The Cases in Constitutional Law, the third edition, by Robert E. Cushman and Robert F. Cushman. It is uh, Appleton, Appleton Century Cross. And um, it'll give you all the cases in constitutional law. And I'll give you the Library of Congress card number is 68 18704. The last time it was copyrighted was 1967. And uh, they have, in the John Barron case, I'll open that, I just have, have it here. It said... Um, I tell you what, I mean, hold on. So we've actually covered the Barron case right, So obviously we on this podcast yeah before. we've used we've used the baron case a lot there yeah right with the with the guy that had the wharf he had the wharf on the on the um baltimore bay there where he had the ships come in and he had one of the deepest wharfs right. where the ships could come in you know they had the look the lowest keels so he you know he made good money um renting the the wharf out for the you know the bigger ships and uh because of the way that uh, Baltimore, to, uh, the mayor, I guess, had approved of the streets to be rebuilt, and they all the dirt had washed down into the wharf and ruined it. So Barron sued, right. and uh, and he was using and lost the, basically the, because right he was using the yeah. Fifth Amendment 
the clause of fair and just compensation for you know seizure of property and that was that was what he was standing on and in that Barron case the supreme court said it doesn't apply to you you can't use it and they threw his case out um it, jd at where we're we're starting to get to the close to the one hour mark here uh, I, I really want to get into the uh woe unto you lawyers um oh you want to you want to skip ahead to that yes yeah. please that's that because sure. that's that's really important for people to to comprehend i mean i i know that we've covered words versus terms here on the podcast as well um so this is a really uh powerful uh, uh excerpt that he's getting ready to play here um where the informer really breaks that down uh and and that that passage from the scripture of why you know uh the uh christ was saying woe unto you lawyers so jd do you have that queued up or do you need another second yeah, I'm looking for it. I'll just give me a second. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, again, this all applies to jurisdiction, you know. Um, and once you step into that jurisdiction, you're you're waiving your rights. You're 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 setting them aside. Uh, nobody can take them from you. Uh, they don't come from uh, any document that I write or that uh jd would write or christine would write they don't come from they don't come from other men you know uh they come from the creator so well as cruden versus neil states it's from nature well they're inherent in nature right. because nature is a creation of the creator right so but it's you know Again, as Cruden versus Neal points out, you know, we're exempt from all laws except for those prescribed by nature. Exactly. So you have a point you want to? No, that's the that's the law you can't escape. There, there is no getting around that. Why not? Because it's not something man invented. Exactly. And it applies fair across the board to everybody, regardless of race, religion, color, it doesn't matter. The effects are the same. Yeah. The consequences. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I think a lot of people don't, you know, it, it, that are out waving flags today and everything else, you know, or, or will be tomorrow um, here in America. I think that it's, it's really important for those of us that are, that are seeking the truth to really dive into this and, 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 and really get a grip, you know, of the, what we've been taught and indoctrinated to believe is a bunch of garbage to begin with. I mean, it was never, I mean, what we were taught in school about the revolutionary war is is a farce if it was a if it was a war okay 
then and and the informer brings this up in those interviews then why weren't hamilton and franklin and all of these other people that went back and forth from the colonies to england why wasn't their property in england seized because they would have been considered seditionists at that point they would have been considered traitors to the crown the monarchy not the crown court uh, crown temple but they would have still been considered a traitor to king george and if it were yeah and they would they would have been traitors to the crown too right but if, it if they were if they had also their bar cards exactly yeah Sorry, John. well no i'm just i'm just saying i, I think it's a, it's a it's a strong point to stress that the informer makes if they if it really was a war then why weren't their properties seized and why wasn't benjamin franklin arrested on site when he went to england because it wasn't a war it was a trade embargo and it was it was a trade embargo set set forth by king george against the colonies because the colonies refused to do what he was commanding of his subjects it was to pay back the debt right Uh, yeah it was to protect the colonies i mean i would say i would say that the the king was was pissed off about that right yeah because he owed a lot of money to the central bank of london to the crown yeah to the crown (laughs) yep so right and obviously the crown's going to step in and go okay well why don't we fund the revolutionaries through france through the king of france Mm -hmm. and get you know just so that we're covering on both sides so we can go and do do business there no matter what happens no matter who wins or loses yep so we'll make sure that you know our guys are over there setting the documents up exactly but i got that clip pulled up john if you oh, want to if you want to just play that yeah, about the I, well i just I, I loop, loop real, quick, 52. real quick before we play this this clip this, uh, this is going to be the final clip of the night i believe um real quick if anybody is interested in listening to these informer interviews they are all posted on the more than jibber jabber channel on telegram uh, there's a, I, I believe 18 or 19 in total and I have all but one uh, posted on the channel and that's just because I haven't gotten to being able to clean up the audio uh, these original recordings the audio was horrible and I went in and all of these that he's playing uh, has been edited to improve the audio quality so if you're interested and haven't heard these interviews, I highly, highly suggest going and listening to all of them. Um, it, there's, like I said, uh, about 18 or 19 of them. Um, and it's it's about 22 hours in total, I believe. Uh, so with that, JD, you want to play that clip? Sure. Going on. And you talked to me, you know, you told me, you know, like Patrick Henry wasn't up for this, but he signed on. Right. And I don't know if you remember this or not. I said, well, why did he sign on? And you said, because he's a lawyer. That's right. So here's where I'm going with this. Um, 
In fact, I was heading for biblical scripture, an online Bible. <laughs> okay. Where, no, where, where Jesus says about like, you know, three times he talks about the lawyers, and it's not good. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But you said to me that he was the only. That's the only time. Okay. That the Lord wished woe upon them, the lawyers and the scribes and the Pharisees. He put them all in the same group. That's right. Put them all in the same group, and just think about this. That's the only group that the Lord ever wished woe upon. And if the Lord gets sat and sensed against the lawyers, <laughs> well, doesn't that tell you something? Well, it does. And I don't want to split hairs, and uh, I'm, I'm keystroking here as we talk. But what he, what, what is said about them and what they uh, withheld from the people, uh -huh. I mean, I could buy a little time and play some Jeopardy music here. Oh yeah. Um, well, they get the uh, the uh, you know the old thing is to hold the keys to the kingdom and they don't use them. Well, here I got one if, you, if you're okay with this. Um, mm, <laughs> all right, hold on. It's hard when you're trying to find something. You know. Well, I mean, I obviously I don't want people to hang in there and, and wait for me to do this stuff. Okay, let, let me just say this. In Luke eleven forty six, he said, and he said, meaning Christ, woe unto you also, you lawyers. For ye laid men with burdens grievous to be born, and ye yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. Right. Do you want to give us a little breakdown on that? Uh, you mean what he was saying? Well, why, why do the lawyers uh, laid men or, or you know, uh, burden them uh -huh. with those grievous things, and yet they were never involved in it? In other words, am I looking at the fact that they that they allowed? Uh, conflicts to arise yes. and sought no mediation until they created an occupation that could come in and say, okay, we can mediate this. Yeah, because that's what's called barity. B-A-R-R-A-R-T-Y. If you look at that, that means that they lay in wait, create a situation so that they can make money off of it. I would say it seems to me that this is put up right up there with bankers. Yeah. For creating things. That's right. All right. Another time, I guess it's Luke uh, eleven fifty two. He said, "Woe unto you, lawyers! For now, here's this is interesting. For ye or you have taken away the key of knowledge. That's right. You have you entered not in yourselves, and them that were entering in you hindered. Uh huh. All right. Go ahead. That means that the lawyers are creating their own terms, their own definitions for words that the average man doesn't understand and thinks it means a standard street language. Which it is not. Which it is not, no. All right, so when it says, Well, unto you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge by creating your own. Right. You entered not in yourselves, well, it was your ball game, and then that we're entering in, you hindered. In other words, they can't get through all this crap unless they're with you. Yeah, because when you go to court today, you oh. out there and you argue, and man, this has got to win, and then you say, huh? How did I lose? But doesn't this also come into play, I man, with the fact that you look at any kind of contract, it's like, who wrote this? That's right. Who wrote this crap? Everybody dies and gives up before they get to the end of it. Yeah. They obfuscate, and they know they bog you down in the obfuscation, and if you don't read, not even the fine print, but all the print, mm -hmm. you're a dead duck. That's right. Sure, like, uh, let's take Schultz, for instance. His term is we the people, right? Mm -hmm. And he capitalizes people. So they're more, when, when they go before the court, the court looks at them and says, well, they know that they're the people. They know that they're the abject slaves. 
that they're they mean nothing. So what's he, what's his problem? So yeah. yeah. So being that he's a member of the body politic, and so is all their groups. Well, wait a minute. You've got to pay the tax. You're obligated to pay the tax because you're a member of the politi political society. You're the artificial entity, and you can't claim uh, natural law rights or God-given rights, which is natural law. Uh -huh. So we're not dealing in natural law. But I mean, we're not a court. Well, we're a court, but we're a contract court, and you contracted into our realm. Therefore, you have to abide by it. And if you look at it, it's similar to a corporation like uh, IBM. And if you become uh, an employee, you're a, you're you're a member of IBM. But now you can go further and buy stock, and then be a corporate stockholder. And therefore, you have some say to the representative who speaks strictly for the company, just put the United States in here, or a state. And therefore, his only duty of obligation is to make sure the corporation exists and makes money for the stockholders so they can get dividends, right? I'm going to go ahead and pause same it, thing with the United States, uh, same thing with North Dale Carolina, same thing with hand. Florida, yep. or any of the, uh, yeah. of the states. They are corporations, yep. and therefore they must have the representatives to see that they can operate supposedly in the black, but always in the red, and uh, only what the people vote on, they can take it and leave it, because a lot of times when you get, when I used to be with a corporation. All right. Yeah, we got the gist of it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Gail. All right, so I want to I wanna go ahead and open the floor to Gail. Gail, uh, you're welcome to unmute. Yeah, so Okay, yeah, I unmuted, and what's really interesting that I just kind of just came to mind is um, when I'm in stocks and bonds or whatever, it sounds like I'm just, um, um, I can't think of the word, but myself. It's very interesting that um when you you know buy stocks and stuff but you are you and your you are gambling i guess against yourself because you're part of the uh the channel did you guys get the gist of that yes ma'am yeah did you say chattel or cattle or whatever yeah yeah channel yeah so, yeah, so it's just interesting playing the game even, exactly yeah you don't even think about it yeah yeah well we're we're um, you know, we're taught to be part of the system and that's what feeds the system is our continued participation in it in that manner. That's with that, you know, because they, they set it up for, you know, for people to do all right. If, you know, if they stick with it for long enough, but for the most part, you know, the creators of the system are the ones that, that make the most, you know, we get the scraps, you know, even if you're investing for 20 years, you know, um, so, but yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's by our own consent, you know, we're participating with that system. Good point. 
Yep. So, on that note, I hope that uh, this has been an informative podcast uh, or, or episode of this podcast. Um, I'm going to get some music going here, JD. If you got some final thoughts or sis, either one. Um. I was just going to play a little bit more of this, if, if if you don't mind. I'll just play it out until you find something, if you want to bring the music up when you do. Well, and they would got, send me all of your ready. proxy uh, letter. And if you don't, all right, hit it. Letter and vote how you want. So, anyway, guys, we really appreciate everybody coming out for the live call. Uh, I'd like to invite you guys uh, to come out to the uh, Resistance Great Britain group. Uh, they do a voice chat there every week or every day of the week. Um, there's a lot of different topics, a lot of, you know, sometimes it's laid back, sometimes it's pretty, you know, in depth. Uh, a lot of really smart people there. Uh, you know, and, and it's uh, really good uh, communication. Uh, I'd also like you guys to, to come out and, and, you know, accept the invitation to. Continue this conversation on the Natural Law Wisdom Group on Telegram. Uh, and like I said, uh, before all, all of these videos um, and, and of the interviews of the informer uh, are available on the More Than Jibber Jabber channel on Telegram. Uh, they will be uh, posted to the website whenever I can find the time. Uh, but yeah, come out uh, to the Telegram uh group uh, natural law of wisdom and let's continue this conversation through the week and you know this is uh more than jibber jabber with uh christine jd and myself jj doing our best to change the hearts and minds of those seeking truth we will see you guys next week Join the family that believes in freedom. The Resistance United Family. Join now at t.me forward slash Resistance United Family Worldwide. You've been listening to More Than Jibber Jabber. We work extremely hard to bring you content that spreads the message of truth. If you feel the podcast has been a blessing to you in some way and you wish to contribute towards our efforts, donations are gratefully received. You can donate via PayPal to Reverend Wolf at protonmail.com. Have a great week and we'll see you next Sunday.